I walk the streets with my swagger on Supernatural facing a million opponents And my role is to act alone Lights, camera, when the action's on Where I'm home is a battle zone A vigilante in the catacombs But I rock with a hot shot Like a clock when it's cocky pop And let it stone People say that my hand is gone But it's them same people with need of my help When I'm heading home in life They say that everybody got a purpose So I roam the city streets like faulty singular surface The hot shot sharpshooter superhero Destined to shine like light through the dark and evil I fight for what's right in the hearts of people And try to open y'all eyes cause it's hard to see truth You ever feel like everybody's the same but you different? That's when you know you're here to make a difference you got a choice to make stand up or stand down What's up, everybody? How you doing? I am Mike Watson, aka Most Epic, and uh, that is Most Enthusiastic Person in Comics. In case you have not caught on, this is the 223rd episode of a show I like to call Chat and Draw. It is where we literally draw and we chat, which is what we're all about. Today, we're getting back to the basics uh, of what the show what we normally do on here. We're promoting another Kickstarter. It is Kickstarter season, and it's going down, and we got a big one coming around. But speaking of Kickstarters, let me update you right now. First off, I'm going to say thank you so much. Thank you so much to our audience, to our fans of the Freestyle Comics franchise. For those of you that backed our last few campaigns, you guys are patient as hell. And I want to thank you very much for that patience and uh, allowing us to get this stuff done, get it taken care of, and finally start getting it in the way. Um, so if you have backed Emerald Quest, Vigilance, and or Green Zone, your package is still here with me because we're still putting those together. Um, but if you have back Green Zone, package is gone. 
If you back to vigilance, package is gone. Clothes, gone. Merch, gone. All that stuff shipped out. Um, the last campaign that we have to go through, and Editor-in-Chief Danny Cooper, who just showed up at my house, uh, will be packing and getting everything taken care of for Emerald Quest tonight. Um, and then those of you that have back two or more campaigns will be getting all yours in a nice big package. Uh, so we only have to send stuff to you one time. So that's the big update as far as our shipping. Uh, I'd like to shout out Danny again for coming up with the amazing system down in our fulfillment center. Uh, we have uh, another Kickstarter that we're going to be launching here in uh, about a week or so. Um, that will be five-star number two. And then we'll be doing the Kickstarter for uh, Green Zone issues two and three. Uh, we are going to be doing a special uh, fsknow.com day that will be happening here before the end of the year. Uh, trust and believe, uh, we said um, Zero Event number one was dropping. We were going to drop that at FSCon. We couldn't make that happen. We apologize for that, but we will be dropping um, Zero Event number one. No Kickstarter, straight to the website. Physical copies can be purchased that day um, to the website before the end of this year. That will be happening. We got new merch that is coming. Um, some new items we're throwing up on the website too. Uh, some things we think you're going to enjoy. Uh, we'll also be making um, announcements about our new FSK Elite members. It is growing. We have five solid in there. We were going to be adding three or four more people to the FSK Elite roster. Special announcement with that will also be happening before the end of this year. And uh, we are going to be at a TED Talk next week. Uh, this week, I am talking at my uh, alma mater, the Columbus College of Art and Design. Uh, I'll be speaking to the combo class there this week. To say that I'm excited uh, would be an understatement because I am super excited. Like, like I was, I went to CCAD because there was a combo book class being taught at that school. And then I took that class every single semester. That is six times that I could take that class. And I did, and I loved it. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I love comic books, but now to be making comic books, publishing comic books on the level that we are doing right now at FSK and then be able to go back to my college and talk very, very, very excited, a little bit nervous as well, uh, but mostly excited about that. Uh, we will also be, it's been announced, we are going to be at the GalaxyCon Columbus. Uh, we are special guests there, uh, so Freestyle Comic in the building. So if you're in Columbus or higher around, come check us out. We will be stocked up with books for that event. And TED Talk. Yeah, I think that's all. I think that's all for the updates. Uh, now, I want to bring out my awesome co-host, Amayu. Here she is. What's up, Amayu? Hello, happy hump day. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? I am pretty good, pretty good. You know, I had a tough couple of weeks, but you know, I am pushing through. Um, even though I don't have, well, I do kind of have on mostly black um, since we will be mourning someone's loss, but I guess we'll talk about that later mm -hmm. um, in the in the Game of Thrones uh, universe there. <laughs> you know, we can talk about that later. <laughs> Well, now that we have beat around the bush, well, let's go out here and bring out our awesome guests, get started talking about this Kickstarter. Actually, I'm going to get y'all started. Let me get y'all this link. Let me get y'all this link right now. Boom, boom, boom. We're going to put it in the chat. Rob Crump said, nice armory. Um, and a couple other comments. Someone said that they need that Emerald Quest. Hey, Brad. Okay. He said, good evening to us. Um Someone that said just says Facebook user says zero event and they want to know how to get on FSK Elite. So we need to make sure we um, get 
give them the instructions. Is that the link there that you just put in there? That's the link for the Kickstarter. Um, and I can't wait for you to get in request. It is coming. Uh, how to get on FSK Elite. Uh, go above. Basically, all I can say is go above and beyond uh, in your support of Freestyle Comics. Uh, the people that have made it to FSK Elite, they have pretty much bought every single thing that we come out with as far as books wise. They have supported and backed um, all of our Kickstarters in large denominators, denominators, um, and they are they are always on our live streams. They're always in our chats. They are always recommending us. They're always sharing our stuff on social media. Uh, they're, and they're always involved. They they want to know what the next event is. They're showing up. Um, so that's how you could be on the FSK Elite. The FSK Elite get uh, a black uh, card with their own code scribed in there and their name. And that code gets them 15% off of our website and 50% off of purchases made with us at any combo convention that they see us at. But I digress. Let's get the man out here. So we're bring talking about on, this awesome on. book. Here comes a new challenger. <laughs> I think it's time for me to save the day. What up, Malika? Hello, I was waiting for that ding dong. So thank you. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, guys. How about yourself? Doing real, real good. Doing real good. We are here. The chat is bubbling. And uh as as you as we reflected back there, I have been waiting for this book. <laughs> you really have, though. Um, no exaggeration. So for those who don't know, because there's like almost everybody except for me and Mike, of course. So last year, was it last year? I'm going to say late last year. Yeah, last year you were on the show. Yeah, yeah. So he hit me up. Hey, Malachi. So um, I'm getting ready to do an, a Kickstarter. He's like, so um, I'd like to include her. And I'm like, of course you can include her. You want my child, my baby? Yes. So... <laughs> I said, I have number zero, you know, my little eight, my eight page bonus issue. And he's like, I'm at like the real issue, like number one. I'm like, oh, I'm still working on it. I'll get back to you on it. So here we are. Um, we're finally there. Uh, many uh, people who are, who are watching the show, many of my colleagues and friends, they know this is long and coming. Mm -hmm. Mine said the other day, a lot of tears and years to this, you know, for this moment. So it's great to be here, literally, and, you know, all that good stuff. Awesome, awesome. Love love to have it. Now, I, I would also like to say, because that sounds really rude, disclaimer, uh, I wanted his number one issue because we had other number one issues. <laughs> and it was 22 pages plus. So that, that was a requirement. I didn't just shaft him. because you, know, <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a Leo, so I'm going to be a bit dramatic anyway. So... <laughs> He wasn't rude. I was like, oh, okay, I'll get back to you. Awesome. <laughs> now, but it is here. And yes. sir, congratulations, you're already funded. I am, yes. Um, we launched it at nine o'clock yesterday and it was fully funded within six hours. Oh, yeah, oh. So. Okay. thank you all. <laughs> Won't but, he do uh, it? <laughs> he surely will. Let's see if the video will work here. There we go.
Okay, so basically, I need to get me a six pack so that I can be cosplaying as her next next year. Yes, Lord Jesus, I'm gonna need to get on keto again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so tell us about her. Like, I'm I'm looking right now because I'm about to back it. Y'all know uh, if uh, if I haven't already backed the campaign, I try to save it for when we actually get on the show so I can do it live to motivate the rest of y'all to back the campaign. Because if your boy can do it, you can do it too. Mm -hmm. You are so right. So her, it's a, it's a long story, but it's been fruitful. Um, It's been rewarding in so many ways. So her actually started basically six years ago, Mm -hmm. Um, actually seven years ago. I, I wrote two novels. Uh, that actually went into how she came to be, you know, um, her mission statement, you know, all that good stuff. But she became a part of Wingless Comics. Shout out to my team. Uh, I want to say late 2019, early 2020. So in a nutshell, her is an immortal African woman. She is from the first tribe. And they're also known as the Wandering Children. So when she came of age, there was a great uh, plague that destroyed you know, her, um, her people. And she was chosen to be the survivor and just continue their, um, their lessons you know, throughout time. So there's a, there was a major, we'll say interruption, a major interruption. And even though her body was destroyed during this conflict, her soul proved to be enduring. You know, it keeps being reincarnated and, you know, different lives, uh, bodies, different faces, and sometimes different uh, powers. So currently in her new life, she is um, a hydrokinetic elemental. She's been blessed by the Orishas and she's still trying to acclimate to, you know, life as it is now, like, like a cell phone or something like that. It's something that she has trouble trying to use. Um, you know, she she's addicted to a reality TV. Um, unlike me, I think it's trashy, but sometimes we like a little trash. I don't, I'm not going to judge others, <laughs> you know. But um, so she's basically just trying to find herself. And in the process, you know, you can't be that long lived without having any type of enemies. So those enemies have also, some of them are timeless as well. And some of them are just new threats mm-hmm. who are jealous and they want to see her dead permanently. So that's where yeah. we start with issue number one. Okay. So how long have you worked on this title? Like overall, like since from concept to where we're at right oh. now, like, I know some people get ideas and like, oh yeah, that's cool. But then they set it down, they come back to it, they leave it alone for a bit. So like, mm-hmm. What's, what's the full timeline for you? So it's actually almost 10 years. Mm. I, I used to um, work for a, uh, a small book boutique, boutique uh, some years ago and I was an intern and my previous mentor, she told us that, hey, um, you're gonna be you know editing manuscripts and you're also gonna be publishing your own book. And I'm like, say what? Because I'm planning on that, <laughs> so we. Um, she said, "The next time I see you guys, I want to hear um, your pitch. I want to see, um, you know, what story you're going to do." So for me, I was always 
I was always different because the type of story that I wanted to do was very much rooted in sci-fi and fantasy, whereas my peers at the um, establishment were more about, you know, the urban, you know, romances and stuff like that. So I always stood out. So when she saw me again, she was like, okay, so Malachi, you know, what's the pitch? And I'm like, uh, an immortal black woman with powers, but she's amnesic when she is returned to life and people are trying to kill her. I said, that's going to be the first book. She's like, okay, so let's work on it. So wow. I, I, I published that book in 2016. And I also, I had it up there for about maybe six months. Um, there were some things that I was I wasn't very happy with, you know, in terms of how it looked, you know, the cover. Um, it made my ass itch. Excuse my French. <laughs> um, it was okay. So you guys are familiar with stock images, and I try to avoid them because there's a very good chance that someone has it as well. Right. So I was like, okay, you know, um. I'm okay with if we if we decide to go the route of Fiverr. Yes, let's commission somebody to to do like a, a different illustration, you know, and you can start as low as five dollars. So yes, I was poor. I can do that. Let's proceed. But they were like, no, Malachi, let's do a stock image because that's you know, it's free. And of course, no one's gonna have it. And I want to say six months after we published, someone had that same exact image on their book cover. So I was pissed. Um, and I think what really irritated about, you know, irritated me about it was one of my dear friends, Amy Hearn. She um, is one of my writing buddies that I've known, oh God, like 20 years now. And she actually got me to start word painting when I write, when I was probably 18 years old. And she's a phenomenal writer, phenomenal artist. And she was like, okay, well, Malachi, um, I'm working on this this illustration for you and it's a picture of her you know you know her um in the you know in the ocean and she looks like she's sleeping and she's kind of just floating there you know the waves are kind of you know you know keeping her afloat and around her there's like a nimbus of blue light and then the rest is pure darkness and then it sets her you know on top that was supposed to be my my book cover but amy had gotten you know sick or whatever and i and I couldn't use it because I didn't get, you know, everything, you know, written down. So I had to go with that shitty book cover from before. And long story short, when I decided to to take down the book because the editing wasn't, you know, wasn't great either. Um, when I took it down and re-released it, I was finally able to use the cover that I wanted to all along. So when I when I re-released the book in 2019. Um, one of my friends and you know fellow conspirators, um, Brian J. Lambert, you know he read the first few pages of the novel and he's like, "Hey, so I'm actually building a comic book company called Wingless Comics. Would you like to be a part of that?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, yes!" But I didn't show him that part. I was like, "Sure, let me let let me get that." <laughs> you know, trying to play it cool, but inside I was like, you know, I was squealing and doing you know backflips and everything. Is that him in the comments? How hard is it always losing arguments to Brian? Mm. Uh, yeah, Brian. yeah, he's trifling. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just so doing anyway, he um, you know, he extended the invitation and I have not regretted it. Um, we spent the last two years 
you know, building our brand. Uh, we, you know, we have. Um, Which I would like to say, y'all been mm-hmm. killing. Like, definitely paid attention, saw y'all online. Definitely a presence that people have been seeing and feeling through all my timelines that I'm watching you guys on. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you know, Brian is one of the hardest working people I've ever met in my entire life. And um, to to do this in such a short amount of time, it's it's mind blowing. And so I'm honored to to have my character, you know, you know, be on. It is it's true. Consistency is key. Uh, but to have her, you know, stand side by side, you know, with his characters, Justice and Caliburn and, and and, you know, it started with just those three two years ago. And now we have the little, you know, families growing. Um, you know, we I, I can't go into detail because there's some things we're still working out for the future, you know. Okay. No spoilers. No spoilers <laughs> in that regard. But I'm just I'm I'm excited. You know, I actually got a chance to meet up with Brian um face to face uh this February. You know, I, I flew out to Black Comics Day, you know, in San Diego and you know how sometimes when you meet, you know, people on, you know, online face to face, it's kind of that is that awkwardness. It's kind of like yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like that. Um, I, one of my, you know, hidden joys in life is to um to is to irritate him. Like I just I, I I find such profound joy in it. So to to be able to do that face to face was just amazing. So we had a good time. Um, it was nice to to brainstorm. I mean, that's, that's got to be Lori. Um, Lori, we, we, we'll get to it. It, it, it. It's not hidden. Yes, it's it's very much out in the open. But uh, yeah, so we've been, you know. Before, if I counted this right, me, Danny J. Quick, and one more person have backed your campaign tonight on chat. And I want to thank you guys for that money. I love, I love money. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Thank you. Give me that You're at three thousand five hundred seventy-six dollars um, with ninety-eight backers. That is beautiful. I so let me tell you guys. Um, I was hella nervous about doing this Kickstarter. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been working on this shit for the last year. Some change. Um, yes, you know, I had the books out from you know the you know previous years, but doing a Kickstarter. And writing a book are totally different beasts entirely. Yeah, like, and when I tell you this Kickstarter, like when it came to building it, you know, you know, doing the tears and you know, doing this and that, it was it was stressful. And I was like, listen, y'all, you know, if, if I seem a bit cattier than usual, um, if I if I don't have that customer service filter that I developed in previous jobs, I apologize in advance. Because um, this is not this is not who I am. Ooh. This is not who we are. You know how um, they like to say that when they're being called out. This is not mm-hmm. who we are. No, it's <laughs> yeah. caught me on the right day. <laughs> you caught me on the right day, y'all. That's right. So yes, um, the Kickstarter. I I am. I'm humbled, you know, by the response. I, I am delighted in seeing that people are really interested in. In my story, you know, I'm, and I gotta say, Mike, that her illustration that you're working on, it is quite delicious and succulent. I just, just wanted to put it there. She has the most wonderful legs. I mean, look at those knees. I mean, I love it. No problem. That's what I, that's what I'm here to try to do. 
We're looking uh, at my knees, trying to see if they compare. I'm sure they're fine. Those are the fine knees. Mm -hmm. <laughs> try to bring y'all on, on here and make your artists jealous. Try to put the keep them on their toes. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna touch that one, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's been um really exciting. I was um harassing um Ryan and Brett in our um you know I want to say but maybe it was yesterday. So, you know, you write the copy, what you want to put out there. And I'm like, guys, look it over for me. And Brian was like, Malachi, it's fine. Just trust in yourself. I'm like, just just, just read it over. <laughs> I just need you to look it over. So it, it's cool to, to see it is actually out there. Um, I hope the people enjoy the tears that we've um, that we've uh, provided for, you know, for your pleasure, for your viewing uh, pleasure. Let's talk about some of the tears. What kind of, um, now, so I, I went ahead and got the, I start off with the $20 package, comes with the book, comes with digital copy, comes with physical copy. But then I saw you got some shirts. You know, I like rocking my graphic tees. So I threw that as an add-on myself. Yeah. Um, but what, what else are you offering on this Kickstarter? What would you recommend? So obviously, I'm going to recommend everything. I want you guys to get, you know, every type of thing you can get. Um, you're very welcome. So to keep it all full circle, you know, I do include <laughs> the novels, you know, um, and I'm and just because I love everybody, I'm going to autograph them. So whoever pledges to the writer's block tier and writer's block is actually, you know, um, a play on words in the novel. Once you once you read it, uh, that's that'll be available for those who want to get the complete story. But I should state that you don't need to read the books to enjoy her number one. You know, we start off in San Francisco, um, the chosen place where she um, decides to start her new current life. But if you wanted to know, you know, how she came to be, you know, how she came to be, you know, half dead floating in the water off the coast of Australia, then yeah, you may want to check out those delicious books. Okay. So you guys could check that out. Um, one of the things that I really loved um, was doing the pop, um, you know, uh, the Funko Pop of her. Mm -hmm. And that's available. Um, um, be it, he is, he's just so talented. Like he could just build it from scratch. And, you know, when I saw, you know, her truly, you know, um, taking shape, I was, I was like uh, mind blown because it was so cool to see something that was in your head is now in someone's hands, literally, as he's molding it. So of course, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys to check that out. Lawrence, please let's not <laughs> those comments. He's been calling Malik now for the last, I don't know, like year and a half. I was about to say, who is Malik? Yeah, yeah. he does not exist. Malik Bailey <laughs> is not real. Maybe it's a variant, you know, in the multiverse, ah. but he does not exist in this reality. So anyway. Malachi, someone's asking if you can add the novels as an add-on they want to get the second one not autograph uh i can probably work something out um just hit me up but as of right now um i wasn't working on that but this is a work in progress so i'm sure we could work something out just hit me up um just a quick question for someone who um is just new to you and your work um are the novels are they for adults only is the comic for adults only is it like 
tween age or what, what's the age range for that? So it's accessible to everybody. The The first book is actually, I want to say 168 pages. Okay. So it's a quick read. You know, I, you know, wrote the chapters in a way that you can just breeze through it. Um, I've had, I've had um, people, you know, reach out to me saying that they finished the book in a day because they, you know, could have put it down. And of mm -hmm. course, as a writer, you want to hear that. Yeah. So um, the second book is, um, is thicker. I want to say it's 240 pages, maybe, I want to say. Um, that one is more so PG-13, I want to say. Um, there is a scene where it gets kind of spicy. Okay. You know, it's a little spicy, but overall, um, I, I would like to say it's accessible for anybody. Um, I don't really anticipate any, you know, children in it. Like, okay. yeah. if you want a children's book, we can work that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. No problem. Oh, somebody wants to know, is there an audio book or one in the works? So that has been a request for the longest time. And I want to say eventually, you know, it's, I was telling my brother earlier today, there's so much shit that I want to do. You know, there's so much that I, I want to do, you know, with the character and wing verse. Um, there's so much I want to do with the novels because I'm going to write a third novel. Um, I do want to get hardcover. I want to do the audio. I'm insatiable. So I want to make sure those needs are met at some point. So yeah, we'll get to the audio book. Okay. Um, ep epic. Uh, J Man is here. He says the sketch is epic as always, Mike. It is. <laughs> Thank you, J Man. And J Man's streak continues. J Man has been here for every single episode of Chat and Draw, all two hundred and twenty-three episodes. So I'm gonna actually, I want to add a tier for the um the novel. So guys, just get me into later on tonight. Yeah, I'm here to prove. Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> I'm gonna do it for y'all. I'm gonna do it. Well, Malika, this is gonna be. I know you've been on the show before, and you know how we normally do this. Is I give <laughs> this piece to you. This is yours to do what you want with it. What What do you think you're gonna do with this piece? So, I mean, so let me tell you, let me tell you, Mike, um, I don't know what happened in the last, like, I'm going to say eight hours or so, maybe we'll say 10, right? I've had two of my artists from Wingless, they they hit me up with um, these beautiful her sketches. And I kind of sort of want to most definitely kind of lean them towards, most definitely want to do like um, stretch goals because. Mm -hmm. I want to share this glory, you know, glorious artwork with, you know, with the masses. So, I mean, look at that booty meat. I mean, she is. She doesn't want her squats, honey. She doesn't want her squats, you know. <laughs> God doesn't make mistakes, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he just does it. So, yeah, um, I, I, I definitely, I'm definitely leaning towards, you know, doing like um, a stretch goal because I gotta tell you, like, I anticipated the Kickstarter being funded. Yes, you know, we had set a goal. Um, I did not anticipate it being funded as fast as it did because when they said, okay, yeah, you're funded, woo, -hoo -hoo -hoo, I'm like, yay. I'm like, 
I'm like, oh shit, I gotta do stretch goals. I said, okay, so I gotta go back to the drawing board. But luckily, um, I have Mike and you know Dino, who's my um, you know the um, the artist for the book, and Fabio, who is our um, he's our art director. You know, he just did it on um, a piece of uh, her. And so, <laughs> do you guys remember? The, the Marvel swimsuit issues from the 90s. Yes, booty meat. <laughs> booty meat. Speaking of booty meat. <laughs> so for those who don't know or may not remember, um, in the early 90s, Marvel used to do like this annual swimsuit edition. And I remember that. Oh, God. It was, it was the cheesiest yet most glorious thing that you could purchase. Um, they had Black Panther, you know, he's wearing a Speedo with like the Panther, you know, a face on it, you know, he's, and he's in like, you know, the, in the waterfall, um, there's a, there's a, um, an illustration of Gambit and Rogue on the beach and he's about to lotion her up and she's like, don't touch me cause I may kill you with my powers, you know, that type of thing. Um, um, there was, there was one with Storm and Forge, you know, we're going back to the early nineties. But I bring that up because Fabio, he just um, illustrated a piece for me within the last two hours, I want to say. And it, 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 you know, it invokes that spirit of the Marvel swimsuits. So she's there. She actually has a surfboard. And I'm like, this is cute. I love it. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have you guys, you know, um, illustrated my baby. I had to look that up as soon as you said it. So I'm up here looking. And yeah, so apparently it was from 91 to 95. Um, it was previously called uh, Marvel Illustrated, the swimsuit issue, but then they changed it to the Marvel Swimsuit Special. Okay. It's, it's, it's cheesy goodness. Um, yeah. So what did they call it? Um, the term when they have like the, the really um, exaggerated women, cheesecake shots or cheesecake pictures. It was pretty much that. Um, and it was during the height of Witchblade and Lady Death and Vampirella and all these other women who mm. really fit into their costumes. <laughs> yeah, look at that. You see? You see I that. She had her hair done. She got the little crank in there. You could tell this early 90s. Yeah. Right. Take a walk on, <laughs> take a Wakanda wild child. You see, it's like, yeah, it's, it's cringy. I like, it. I like it. It's cringy, but, you know, um, as kids, we loved it. Yeah, of course. My favorite, I think I don't remember the one where they were on the um at the swim. They did it all the time. They did a pull-out poster where the X-Men were all at the swimming pool together. Yes. The blue yeah. and gold team. Um, my, but my favorite thing about those comics, which I've, I've got to bring back in, in my own comics or put in, is when the teams would get together and just play baseball or basketball. Yes, I missed that. It it was so carefree. Um it was wholesome. Mike, you, you, I think you cut out your mic. I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we, go ahead. Lag. It, could, it, could, it could possibly be a lag. Um, but I agree. I, I used to love when they would meet up. Um, I remember the last time they probably did it. Actually, I know the last time they did it was Uncanny X-Men. Was that? 544 or 644. It was in 2004. I know that much. And it was shortly after Jean was killed. And that's when um, Emma Frost was dating Cyclops. And it was so awkward. 
And that was what, um, almost 20 years ago. We have not seen it. However, you know, um, if you are reading the X-Men now with them on their own island of Krakoa, they don't play sports anymore. They just drink a lot at the um, local bar that the mm -hmm. blog um, runs. So, I mean, I'm okay with both. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's still like enjoyable to read, but but yeah, that's um, that was a long time ago. They, they would just hang out, or um, they used to go to the um, the local watering hole, Harry's Hideaway. Um, we haven't seen that in about, about three years, but again, things have um, things are very different now with the X Men. Yeah. Very so this is a question um, that we uh, tiptoed in this area. Uh, they're, they're, uh, Marvel released their next big story arcs, and one of them is The Fall of X. And a lot of people are worried that that means they're about to put them back in that damn school. Because the X-Men have been very interesting, and their stories have been very good since <laughs> they have just decided they ain't got to listen to nobody. So how, do you, how do you feel about that possibility of them going back to school? Mike, I'm so glad you asked me because Bring so I actually did a, um, a post about it a few days ago. Um, when I saw that it said Fall of X, you know, I felt it, I felt some dread because I am so enjoying, you know, this this era of X-Men. I love the fact that they've always been coded as people of color. They've always been coded as queer or whatever. And they're to the point where they say, you know what? If you don't like who I am, fuck it. I got my own, I have my own nation. Um, I am not going to change who I am. And you can just keep on with that because I don't care. I, I think it felt like a natural progression. And I, and for me, it's like, how many times are we going to see the mansion blow up? Like, no, <laughs> let's, let's just keep that in the 90s. Um, in Kokoa itself, you know, it's it's more of an idea. You know, it's about, you know, when when the people who had not, who have had their society taken from them, when they realize that we are stronger together. You know, you have the bad guys working alongside with the good guys. You, you had never seen um, a government consistent of, you know, Cyclops, excuse me, Cyclops, he's not a member. You have um, Professor Xavier, Magneto, and Apocalypse. They were sitting sitting on the, at the seat of um, the autumn. Then you had Mystique up there with Sinister. Then you had Storm and Marvel Girl and Nightcrawler, Colossus, Exodus, um, and now Destiny. So I, I loved what they were doing. Um, I, I really want this era to continue. Um, do I realize all good things come to an end, unfortunately? But um, from what I was hearing regarding Fall of X, they said Kokoa may still endure, but it's more of a target at Xavier. And um, it may be his downfall. But I'm also like, we've seen that before. Like you guys yeah. have, like, you know, this this bring back Jonathan Hickman. Mm -hmm. Bring him back. Um, he had a clear um, directive for the X-Men. You know, he knew what he wanted to do. And, and he also... He, he like he um shed some light on characters who were not getting any type of recognition, like M from Generation X, you know Generation X fame. Yeah. One of my favorite, you know, characters, but she was front and center. Um, her teammate Sink, you know Everett Thomas, you know he had been dead since the year two thousand. But it's you know what I like the character. We'll bring him back because now mutants can't die. You know you have mutant resurrection. 
Mm-hmm. And now he's considered an omega level mutant. So I, I loved I loved it, the attention on you know the black uh, mutants finally getting some type of attention. Speaking of black mutants who are getting attention, Michael really knows, but I fucking adore Storm. Like Storm Duh. is my mother. She's my sister. She's my auntie. She's my daughter. So to see the um, the love they that they, that uh, Marvel was giving her in the last year alone was amazing. Like she became, you know, the queen of Mars pretty much. You know, she became the voice of this of the um the soul system, and you know she is truly in her power. Like even now, and you know I'm grateful for those things. You know I love reading that. You know that inspires me to you know to um do my own shit. Well, not really. It does because it, it you know it's the muse or whatever, but you know it's it's good it's nice to see that. So Paul mm-hmm. X, um, I'm a little I'm a little um, concerned because Mike I don't know if you saw it. Um, they had like the promo for next year of the books coming out, and it was mm-hmm. lacking like the distinctive Cocoa um, X on it. Hmm. So yeah, yeah it's. Um, I don't know. Look at look at the texture t- to her hair. I mean, it's looking accurate. It's looking accurate, right? <laughs> I love it. I'm not gonna Hashtag say that. representation. Okay. This is one reason why Brian comes onto the show. He, he likes how I fade up these wingless characters. I mean, we are we are definitely fans. Yes, this is true. <laughs> so what did they say? Hey, Brian. Um, what did Jay say? I could say for two years watching. Nice women's schedules are getting better and involvement. You know, I, I agree. This is just beautiful. And we just started if you look at it. Um they have uh I see someone's talking about Storm. Um and I know Malachi loves talking about Storm. I'm gonna say yeah. I'm very happy that Storm is getting the props that she fucking deserves. Um it's she's been so out running shit and I love it. I don't even gotta read the book, I just wait for Malachi's update and I can see it in my story. <laughs> Malachi keeps me updated what Storm is doing. Um, her becoming the Queen of Mars, that yeah. uh, the uh, fight that she did with Magneto. I mean, yeah. Storm is taking nobody's crap, and I, I love it. I just I don't want them to go back to the old status quo X Men. Like, no. I want it to happen in the movies, but the '90s version, the Blue Squad, Gold Squad, back in the Jim Lee era. No. Um, I don't mind going. I don't mind it in the movies because we ain't never got it right in the movies. This is true. But as far as the comics are going, this to me is what comics are supposed to do. This yeah. is how you expand on an IP property and take it to the next stage of its growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I know all these people are still 35 years old for the last 70 years, but the story, the situation, the scales, all mm-hmm. of that has changed the scope. And and that brought me back to X Men books. See, and and that and that's a beautiful thing. Um, I I love the fact that you know you know how we have you know hashtag Black Excellence. You know, mm-hmm. it's pretty much mutant excellence right now. Um, Storm. I, so are we going to spoil what's been happening with the um, Judgment Day event? Or go ahead. Yeah, we're going to spoil it. So. Um, Basically, Storm and Magneto have been, you know, working side by side. Uh, they decided to uh, relocate to Mars, which is now terraformed mutant colony called Arako. And mm-hmm. Arako is the sister 
to Krakoa that's on Earth. So Storm, she is the, um, the region of Mars, or region of Iraco. You know, Magneto, you know, he's at her side. You know, you have um, the natives there who are also running this government. And to see them... To see, to see them work together after being adversaries for so many years. Um, the first time he saw Storm, like back in the late 70s, you know, he used her powers, you know, to supercharge himself and almost killing her. So to see her freely give her powers to him when he was when he was actually dying because um, Uranus, the Eternal, punched a, um, a hole in his chest and ripped out his heart, you know, Storm, she was keeping him alive, literally. So yeah. they... Um, when they finally took the fight to um, Uranus, you know, for um, pretty much com um, committing genocide on Mars, because he believed in only a pure people, you know, um, there could be no deviations, you know, there's no, that's excess um, deviation, so I must destroy it. And, you know, Magneto is a Holocaust survivor, so yeah. personally. So they ended up, um, they didn't kill Uranus because, you know, they're Eternals, is all in the name, but they stopped him. But then Magneto died in her arms. And when you think about, okay, well, who will come back? You know, the um, mutants are being resurrected now. You know, th there's a mutant circuit that does that. But they were they were pretty much telegraphing all along that Magneto was going to die. Because he told um, his, his fellow councilmen that, hey, if I die, do not bring me back. You know, you know I, I don't want to be resurrected. Destroy all my backups. You know, um, I long to see my my daughter that I have not seen since she died, you know, 50 something years ago. Do not bring me back. And so as as he was dying in Storm's arms, you know, he started seeing his daughter approach him. And so he's like, Storm, do you see her? Do you see her? And Storm started crying. Now, if you guys know anything about Storm, Storm does not cry at no. all. You know, so when you start, started seeing the tear and that's not that's not bubble. That's when you knew it was serious. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not but what I'm, I'm exaggerating so um you know I, I i like seeing i like seeing stories that are that are pushing forward into the future but are still you know looking back and taking their cues from the past like you know what this speaks to the history of storm and magneto being back and forth since 1977. i don't want to go back to the mansion these are grown ass X Men. You know they are not, not students. Back um, to the mansion. <laughs> like, can we not do that? And to, to um to piggyback on what Mike said earlier, yes, they did not get the the schools um correct in the movies. I'm okay with that now. You know, from the year 2000 to the year what 2018, we've seen the school. That that is so fucking cool. I love it. I love it. Um, we've seen him in the school. I'm ready to see Kokoa. You know, let's bring Kokoa as that secret nation. They kind of like what they did with Wakanda in, in the MCU. How they how they mentioned it in Avengers: Age of Ultron, and then in the next movie we saw it. But um, what was it, Captain? No, we didn't. No, we still didn't see it. It was it was still referenced in Civil War, and yeah, then yeah. in Black in Black Panther. I'm okay with them doing that with Kokoa. Let this right. be a secret mutant society. I don't want to see that damn mansion. I just don't want to see it. <laughs> so my thing with it is I'm not okay with it because Brian Singer lied to me and I oh, feel mess. 
I ate up all his excuses. I ate up all of his lies, and I accepted that weak sauce ass X Men movie that we got. We did. Now, I'm not gonna front. It had good moments for the time that it was out. It was decent, but a lot of that stuff that Brian Singer used was excuses, and he was mm -hmm. just scared to push the envelope mm -hmm. for a real comic movie. Yep. Now, also, we'll give X Men props. X Men did help usher in the movies that we are getting today. I understand that. All that being said, trash. I want my school. I want my danger room. I want Sentinels. I want mm -hmm. skin tight costumes. I want Rogue with her half jacket and the green and yellow. And I want Sugar and Baby and uh Snapping. I want Remy LeBeau doing all that. Yeah. And I want all of that. I probably won't get it, but I, I trust Kevin Feige. <laughs> you know, and I, I can respect that. Um, I just think that now for me, I'm just so desensitized. Like, you know, I, you know, you look at the, the, um, the Phoenix saga and to me, even now, that's probably the best X-Men story, comic book story. Um, the seduction of a, a superhero, how she was led into darkness and destroyed a star system. You know, that's, that is the grandiose level shit right there. I wanted that reflected in the movies and they never did it right. So now- They did not do. We did not. It was just like- and Dark you Phoenix, see, man. Ooh. You know, so how, like how can you do a Dark Phoenix saga without actually doing a Phoenix saga? I mean, you kind of need her in that, screen, in that green um, outfit with the golden sash that would have been so hot to see um and and even with the last movie well guess yeah, the last x movie dark phoenix you know they they mentioned um dabari this um the race that she ended up killing as dark phoenix but you guys could have easily mentioned the shiar who are huge in the x-men you know um universe you know they, they've been around almost as long as Storm, Colossus, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, and the others. It would have been nice to have seen Lalandra, you know, the Imperial Guard, but they, they didn't want to do it. So at this point, now that I am, you know, in the autumn season of my life, you know, being no longer a child with stars in his eyes, no, give me fucking Kokoa. Um, Show me the Quiet Council. Show me the Great Ring of Araco. And I want that the MC treatment. I don't care about no school. I am not a student. I'm grown. <laughs> Jay says, I don't want to hear about another Phoenix saga in a movie until Ruffalo gets his own Hulk movie. That ain't happening. Yeah. But, you know what? They got a Universal, ain't giving up them rights. And They're Marvel not. and Disney. Uh, ain't gonna pay what Universal wants right now. But okay, are you guys watching She Hulk? Please say yes. Yeah. I'm not caught up though, but go ahead. I don't. You can spoil oh, it. I, I don't want to spoil it, but I guess I will. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so the last time we saw the Hulk in um, a She Hulk episode, um, Jennifer was like, "Hey, can you come over for dinner?" He said, "Hey, I'm kind of indisposed right now," and he's in a spaceship. He's darting off to. God knows where. That would be a perfect, I don't know, limited series or give us a movie. You know, 
War World Hulk would be an amazing movie to start off with, you know, to fully show him integrated in the MCU. Um, will they do it? Probably not. Well, the only, reason be nice. the only reason he won't get his solo movie is because Universal owns the rights to solo features. And the contract between Universal and um, Marvel is loose enough to where they can feature Hulk as a character, featured character, in everybody else's stuff. But if they try to do another solo movie, then they have to give Universal way more money and way more control. So that is really the only reason Hulk has not gotten a, a, a solo flick again. That is so annoying, though, because if you look at it, Universal has not done a Hulk movie since, what, 2008? Mm-hmm. Release the character. You're not doing was shit with him. Banner? Was that the Eric Banner one? It was Ed Norton. Oh, okay. That was okay. So, so you, so you know, that was a long ass time ago. Like, you, when you when you think about Hulk now, you don't even think about those actors. You think about um, Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo or Follow. I don't know. I'm trying to make it sound fancy. Um, <laughs> when you think about you think about him, and he's been Hulk now for what? What? I want to say what? Some ten years at this point. So a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, a lot of movies. Yes. So I, I'm just. And, and another thing, I just I have to keep in mind too. Now that I'm in this creative space, now that I'm also telling stories and all this stuff, I have to remind myself, even though it's hard because I'm still very much a fan of these other properties, I have to remind myself that these are not my IPs. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any stock in this shit. Um, <laughs> they are not my characters. Yes, do I get upset when I see Storm is not being pushed the way that I want to because I'm very particular about it? Um, do I get mad that that you know they gave her this new hairstyle where it's showing texture in her hair the first time in years? Do I get mad when another artist totally goes back to how it was? Yes. But I am not getting paid to endorse this character. She's not real, even though it hurts, it hurts to admit that. <laughs> um so I had, I had to keep that in, in perspective. And I also have to keep that in perspective for the other Marvel properties. Um, someone said in the comments, in, in Feige we trust. Yes, he has not stated us wrong yet. Um, this is a slight tangent, but still Marvel related. Please tell me that you guys have seen Werewolf by Night. Yes. Yeah, oh, girl. Werewolf by Night? Yes. Yeah. Is it a movie or a comic? It's a special that um, um, released last Friday. Okay. They bring in the monsters finally into the Marvel universe. It's glorious. Um, when when Feige first announced that, hey, I'm gonna do a Werewolf by Night, you know, you know, one shot or special, I was kind of like, but why though? Like, no one really cares about the character. But then people have been reading the comics longer than me, and I have a dear friend of mine, um, Dennis. He 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 is obsessed with Werewolf by Night, so to him that was his sweet spot. Like you know what, finally you know, I get to see this, so I I, I can appreciate um, Feige you know, giving all the Marvel fans you know something to look forward to. It was a fun a special, and then they released it last Friday. So you know with the Halloween season, which is the best season, which is my Christmas. Um, it was it was well done. So you got to check it out. Um, I really, I really um, don't have any type of um, issues when it comes to Feige and what he's building. I do have, okay, that's that's not entirely true. 
So I do have a concern. <laughs> I have a concern. I know you guys have seen the news about um, Blade. How mm -hmm. it's put on hold. You know they. You know they need to um, get a new director. Find a black director, okay? Let's let's start there. There's an idea. <laughs> yeah, let's let's start with a black director who could write a black man. I know it's crazy, right? But let's <laughs> let's, let's do that. <laughs> give that a try. Give it a whirl. Yeah, I mean, I mean you know, even like when you when you think about the comic books now, and you think about certain rosters, you know. You always have the token black, even though there should be more people of color, you know, yeah. on these teams, you know, with solo books. Um, it has always bothered me that, you know, in the X-Men universe, you have all these mutants, you know, um, these cool ass powers with these amazing backstories. And yet there were only two black mutants. So you're telling me that Storm came out in 1975 and a black man did not join the team until 1991, 1992. And they, and they stayed on the team. There was no, Maggot, who I love, he came in with 97. They got his ass out within the, in, within a year. He was gone. Um, <laughs> they said, a South African mutant? We don't want you, go away. Um, like there are a few other black characters, but I mean like Frenzy, she's an old um, Marvel, you know, uh, X-Factor villain. She joined the team for a hot five minutes back in 2012. I mean, like, like, come on, like, you know, black people read comic books. But if you're not gonna let, if you're not gonna show that representation, then what about my own? Yep. So you guys let me get go on this tangent. You know how <laughs> about Marvel and you know my X-Men stuff. You're perfectly fine. So we're gonna switch gears a little bit because I'm almost done with this. And I do want to talk about it. Uh, spoilers, Game of Thrones last night. Um, you've been paying attention to House my of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. You know that I've been watching Game of Thrones and uh, Ring of Power. Uh, I did not watch this week's episode of Ring of Power, but last week's episode was amazing for Ring of Power. I'm going to tell you right now, if you are a Lord of the Rings fan, and you I just you go ahead and binge it, huh? Yeah, and you've seen Lord of the Rings edition. You've seen The Hobbits. You've played the two uh, for uh, Shadows of Mordor games, and then you watch that episode and see what happens in that. Chef Kiss. Now, I, I have not up. had a, I have not had a Chef Kiss yet in in House of Dragons. I've had some good moments. I've had some fun times. I've had a couple one nighters, but that's it. All right, I had nothing memorable. Mm. Until this week's episode, mm. Yo, the king—I I pronounce his name wrong all the time. Viserys. Oh, the boy has had the longest life of suffering I've ever seen. Number one, whatever it, whatever part of age he has, I don't want it. I hope it died out with him, because damn, your boy must be sixty years old. And this disease is slowly eating away at his body. He's mm -hmm. at the point he got half a towel on his face. He's in the bed like, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. They're giving him milk of the poppy to keep him oh, going. No. <laughs> but your man, I, I, I've always, I've said this since the beginning of the season. Your man is an example of a good person 
with a decent heart trying to be a good king and how impossibly hard it is. Mm -hmm. And we're, we are witnessing that with him. Yes. His daughter comes up to him mm -hmm. and she is begging him. Begging him. Begging him, fight for me. Tears. They, they are trying to take from your daughter, what you said you were giving me. She's supposed to be queen. She, her, her, all her ships lined up because her dad said that's what it was going to be. Who the hell is calling me on Facebook? It must be important. Oh, uh, no. Nah. I'm about to hit him back. I'm, I'm straight. Um, damn. <laughs> so, um, and like, you can't tell if he can hear her or not. But she's like, yeah. fight for me. Please fight for me or whatnot. So, you don't think he's in the big, he's bigger in me. And uh, they having the council meeting, the hand is sitting comfortable in the thr Iron Throne chair. Chilling. Like he's been waiting for this for a long time. And now he's about <laughs> to hook his daughter up, who is the queen. Old girl, the, the old girl gets ready to come up here to talk to Speaker Case. And then all of a sudden the doors open. And you see this hobbled skeleton of a king <laughs> walking with his cane, um, pushing. <laughs> <clears throat> pushing through the pain, they announce him, King Viserys, protector of the realm, your guy in my favorite person, coming <laughs> through one last time. I mean, he is Everybody gasped on their face like, oh my God, he's out of bed. He gets up to the stairs. He looks at the hand, hobbled over. I'll sit the throne today. <laughs> I was like, yes! That is nothing but a love for his child pushing him through. Mm. He gets up there, uh, even had a dope scene with Damon, picking up the crown for him. And they said that scene, that was not meant to happen. The crown accidentally fell. They kept rolling and Damon picked it up and they went with it. So all that was, they made up on the spot, which makes that extra dope. And uh, gets there. Basically, he does his thing. He lays it down, saying, "My daughter's queen. Her kids ain't uh bastards. Da 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 da. They gonna inherit this. They gonna inherit that. She's gonna be queen." Enough said. It was the hardest scene in Game of Thrones this season to me. Way better than anything else they've done with some flying dragons. And that's crazy. I'm done. Did you? Cry? Okay. Well, let me chime in as a daughter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They got they got a couple of tears out of me with that one. <laughs> they got a couple because I'm just like seeing her plead, you know, her case and knowing her father is pretty much on her death on his deathbed and saying, I need you to stand for me, I need you to stand for me, or whatever. I'm like, dang. So they going in there. Uh Vayman done said his piece, like, bruh, this is not how it's supposed to be, yada yada yada. So she gets up there and she's about to, you know, say her piece, and then in comes her father. And I'm just like, oh, I'm like, came through from and then we, I know these ain't real characters. But knowing that my father came through for me, I'm like, yes, yeah, like th that's why they got the tears from me because I'm like, that is the father's love for his daughters, and there is nothing on earth like it. So mm -hmm. yes, they got a couple of tears out of me for that one. Yeah, they got, got some tears out of me too. I'll tell you, we got tears out of me on some fancies of his Frodo Baggins and Samwise Gamgee. Samwise Gamgee telling your man, I can't carry the ring for you, but I can carry you, Mister. And threw him on his back. Your boy cried at that moment. Now mm. they didn't get no tears out of me for King of Series, but they definitely got the my man, my man. He stole the favorite character seat right there with that. 
Um, <laughs> if Game of Thrones is going to survive, because uh, also, you know, everybody's buzzing with Game of Thrones now that this show is back. Um, if this show is going to survive or even hope to hit the same heights as uh, the previous show, they're going to have to step it up. Because I've been getting all these clips from um, the old Game of Thrones show on my TikToks and stuff, and I'm like, that show was bad as hell. That was, that. I mean, scenes with bars in them. Just, I mean, it's just like you know, scene, character after character. You're like, damn, I remember that night. My boy, Tony got it in. Oh, certainly. She got it in. Oh, yeah. Got it. I mean, the, the list just goes on. If this new Game of Thrones wants to have that, they need to step it up. They got to hurry up and do something. Well, they, they said that um, George R.R. R. Martin, he said it deserves four more seasons. So I saw that earlier today. So, I mean, it may happen, right? It may. Screw up on the last season. Well, it looks like everybody's enjoying it, though. The people that are watching it, I mean, it's not a bad show. It's a, you know, but it's going to happen. They're going to get their season. I just want, I just remember the first season of Game of Thrones. I watched that first episode. I was locked in. Mm -hmm. I was so. Ned Stark. Oh. Yes. Give me a character like Ned Stark all day, every day. Behead him or not. That's my man. I love characters like that. It, it just they knew what they were doing. So we'll we'll, we'll see. They so they knew what they were doing that. initially. Let's just let's put that put that yeah. Because that scene was, it was pristine. Oh yeah. Like I remember I, I watched the um the pilot three times. That's how much I enjoyed it. And I never do that with shows, you know. But for me to to sit down and watch it from start to finish, you know, back to back, you know, it was a testament to the storytelling, to the wealth of characters who are well-rounded in just, you know, that one scene. You know, not one scene, but, you know, throughout the episode. So I was hooked. So I got the books. I started reading the books. I enjoyed the books. Mm -hmm. And I think what what stopped me from truly enjoying it was when when they, when they killed up um, Catelyn, you know, Stark. Because in the mm. book, she comes back as Lady Stoneheart. When they mm. never picked up that very important, you know, um, storyline, I was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, what's going to happen? And then, you know, of course, you know, they started splitting seasons in half and you started doing whatever you wanted. And then, of course, you know, George, he wasn't, um, he wasn't writing books. Like, season one of Game of Thrones came out in 2011, which was also the same year uh, Dance of Dragons came out. The show mm. went on for how many years? From what, 2011 to what, 18 years. Yeah, so it's like, but you couldn't manage to do Winds of Winter. And so now he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to release it. I don't care now. <laughs> I've, I've been waiting like for years. So, well, here's the thing. if he releases it, he's in a position right now that I don't know. I don't think anybody really has gotten. He had to tell HBO how the shit ended to begin with as part of the contract because he writes so slow in the case they caught up with him. Um, but now he see, he says, that's how the book ends. Well, you got more than enough time to change that, brother. But he keeps flip-flopping on, you know, on the answers because it's like, well, which is it? You know, did, did you, were, were you too um, overwhelmed with other um, stuff or you just wanted to sit back and line your pockets like you said in the previous interview? Cause I don't, hey. I didn't think it. Mm. The man was enjoying that uh, 
that famous like that's what that was yeah i mean you know and that's fine you know you know you know this is something that you put your blood sweat and tears into and it was major when it came out like everybody spoke about you know game of thrones you know they had one of the coolest you know intros even now like you know it's it's so catchy and it's very artful as well um, so yeah, if you wanted to like take a few years off to just enjoy this HBO paycheck, go for it. But don't start getting like you know upset when they start doing things in later seasons. They say, "Well, I wouldn't have done it that way." Well, maybe you should have written the book. How about them apples? Mm-hmm. So I've said that before too. I mean, it, it's truthful. Like I get it. You like you said, that's a very valid point. Like, hey, I'm I'm taking two years off. I'm, I'm yeah. about to kick it. Yeah, I'm old. It, it's taken till I was 90 to get famous. I'm about to take pictures with a bunch of black women in bars. Um, this is what I'm gonna do for the next two years. Then I'm gonna get back on the so trifling for that. that. That's a very good reference. Your man was in the bar taking pictures with a bunch of black women. Kicking it. I'm just like, where is the book? <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> but look. Hey, uh, I just put the link in the chat. Uh, please go over here and support this Kickstarter. It is already funded, people. Yes, y'all. So, the tough part is done. Let's share it. Let's spread the word. Hey, you went $3,631.99 backers. Yes, I, Back. just, I love it. Thank you, guys. Game time. Um, let's share it. If you ain't got money because the bills are tight, I understand. I dig it. Let's get a dollar on here. Dollars count. They add up. They stack up. You don't have yeah. no money at all. Cool beans. Give us a share. Sharing is yes. absolutely free. Uh, I can't wait to get my copy. I got my yes. shirt. I got my book coming. I'm excited. Uh, this right here, this piece is finished. This is yours, Malachi. To do whatever Thanks, you want sir. with it. It's beautiful. No problem. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of Chat and Draw. We'll be back next week. And I have Moana coming on with her Kickstarter. <laughs> and we'll probably have Ryan on here as well. So we'll be doing some nice art for that. And then I got my girl Vest coming on the week after that. And we're going to be talking about her Kickstarter as well. So we're booked for the rest of the month. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. And we forgot to do our commercial, which I'll do leading out here. But check us out at Agents of Geekdom on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Nice. Seven great shows, seven days a week, including this one, all on one, on one channel. Go ahead and check that out. And check out one of our shows right now on this commercial, and we're going to put up the credits right after that. Mr. Watson, I think that I should ask Mr. Watson, I think that I 